0: Happy holidays, and welcome to our extremely denominational holiday special. I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Mimi.
0: And we thought it would be fun to read a Christmas-themed book as a special, but this book was a mistake.
1: It wasn't fun at all.
0: <sighs> oh, I didn't say the book. We read A Texas Christmas Wish by Jolene Navarro.
1: I think this book was my fault. I saw it at a Goodwill and...
0: The price was zero cents. (laughs) That's what it says on the back.
1: It was the middle of the summer, found a funny book with a Christmas horse on the cover.
0: Yeah, we never actually called it a A Texas Christmas Wish. We just called it The Horse Book.
1: And I thought, wouldn't this be fun? It'd be so funny. What a silly Christmas book. But I'm just full of regrets.
0: <laughs> well, I was hoping for a steamy romance, but well, it was a romance, but it was never steamy. This is inspirational romance. I don't know if it's actually terrible. I certainly didn't like it, but I... I think a lot of that is because I was hoping for a really steamy Christmas book, (laughs) and it wasn't that at all.
1: I'm not too familiar with romance novels. It was kind of stepping into uncharted territory. Neither Um, am I. I don't... But this is actually a Harlequin romance, which...
0: We've heard about before. (laughs)
1: Yeah, pretty well-known brand, but... It's from the Love Inspired series of Harlequin books.
0: With larger print.
1: Oh, yeah. That's advertised prominently on the cover. (laughs) It's very large. Um, but, um... The love inspired books are romances that are strongly rooted in traditional Christian and moral values. So, the series of books would have like faith elements, no graphic violence, no premarital sex, and the romances are based on emotional over sexual desires. But I don't think that was. I don't really know if it achieved
0: those things. No. Any of them, really.
1: <laughs> um. Because I'm pretty sure the entire romance was based on the main guy being such a hunk.
0: Yeah, it was very much sexual attraction. Did you have any info about Jolene Navarro?
1: Well, I found her on Pinterest.
0: Seems like the place she would be.
1: She seems like a lady that likes to live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) Um...
0: In the book, it says she has a a Texas trilogy or something. A bunch of her books take place in this fake Texas town that this one is set in. And I'm guessing a lot of the characters were cameos. There were a lot of little characters, but they had full first and last names that were introduced pretty awkwardly. So I'm assuming those were... Those were cameos from her other books that take place in this town.
1: Yeah, she's written other love-inspired books, like The Texas Daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's not a sexual one? No. It's... <laughs> it's Is Daddy God?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, This one actually shows the hunk on the cover, so...
0: Not just a horse, a stern horse.
1: It's about a single father, takes life very seriously, he's got a horse, there's a horse on the cover.
0: So is it like just a gender-swapped version of this one? <laughs> Does he meet a wealthy heiress <laughs> and they get married and solve all his problems?
1: I don't know, but I don't want to find out.
0: Yeah, um, this, we made a mistake.
1: We learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> But on her Pinterest, she has a board for every book that she wrote, and I found the one for a Texas Christmas wish. It's mostly photos of horses and Christmas things, but you can see what she imagines all the characters to look like. There's a floor plan of their home, a photo of a living room that could be the living room where most of the story takes place. Why didn't
0: she just describe these things in the book?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: there were barely even horses in the book. There, there were some horse rides and there was a little horse plot. But I expected a lot of horses for a book with a horse on the cover that takes place on a horse ranch with a bunch of horse ranchers as characters. There was... Maybe two chapters that featured a horse prominently. Not that I mind that there weren't just a bunch of horses, but <laughs> I I came into this book with a lot of the wrong expectations.
1: Well, I'm not sure if this was put together kind of before writing maybe it was you know part of the creative process to look at all the different outfits that the main character might wear with her trendy but casual style
0: yeah they didn't describe anything she wore really
1: maybe it was put together afterward just maybe it's
0: kind of like southern tales where you're supposed to be looking at that while you read the book
1: yeah you can look at all these shirtless cowboys that she put into this board
0: is while you read
1: tales?
0: it oh Southland tales i don't know it it was that movie by the same guy who did donnie darko that's completely impossible to understand because you were supposed to read a comic book right before you watch it and no one read the comic book and didn't tell anyone you had to i remember the rock flying a bus what? in the air and um nsync guy oh um,
1: yeah we watched this together didn't we yeah wow
0: there were a bunch of dance numbers. It was a pretty great movie, but it doesn't make any sense. And I'm not going to try to read the comic book of it.
1: I think I immediately forgot everything in that movie. So, but anyway.
0: What were we ta- Oh, you were talking about the Pinterest. Yeah. Has she written anything that isn't a love-inspired book? Does she have any other... Has she written a mystery or anything else? Or is it just inspirational romances?
1: Pretty much all Texas or Christmas themed romances. And The Beginner's Guide to Fitness
0: Walking. (laughs) Well, that's cool. This might also be one of the newest books I've read. It came out in 2015. Wow. I just don't read books that made after 2010 (laughs) very often.
1: (laughs) They're probably all just like this. That's how books are now.
0: After we read this, I saw some love-inspired books in a Target. I'd never heard of this or even seen one of these books before. I think it's just so completely off my radar.
1: Yeah. I think these books are everywhere.
0: We're definitely not the Target audience for these.
1: Okay. Well, there's not much plot, so maybe we can start by going over the characters?
0: No, there's only pretense of plots. Really, it's just... Character descriptions spread over 300 pages.
1: We'd start with our our hero, our protagonist. Carly. Kalakona.
0: She's half Hawaiian, and that almost matters in the book when they rediscover her old family that she's lost contact with since she was a baby. But then that's not actually a thing that like, it happens completely off screen and it never makes a difference for anything.
1: Did feel like there was a bunch of weird racial stuff that I don't know if I want to talk about, but and I, was was like, I don't there, know if I, I want feel, to start off with it.
0: If I, it was, I am I missed it. I think they mentioned that she had darker skin one time, I remember. Or at least I imagined her having slightly darker yeah, skin. They, than they describe
1: else. her um, as looking like. Like, she's Hispanic, darker skin, and dark hair. Um, also, she's described as exotic. <laughs> and, but it's like...
0: That's weird. I feel like they described her as being, being super plain or, like, beautiful in her normalcy or... It's because she looks poor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seemed a little weird where it's like, she looks Hispanic... But she's actually Hawaiian, so it's okay for this guy to like her. And, like, I think, I don't know. I I guess I don't really, I don't know. I've had friends have to lie to their racist grandmas and tell them I was Italian instead of Mexican. Because that's a much better minority group. So maybe it was just a feeling that I got. And then there's the other love interest, Adrian, who's like, they have a lot in common. He's, like, a good dad,
0: but Man, is Adrian in our character list?
1: Uh, no, but he probably he pretty should minor. be. minor.
0: He, he wasn't. It was just, there's clearly a best person for Carly to get shacked up with, and it's not... It's definitely Adrian. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> not like... not the person she does.
1: Adrian's, like, looking out for her from the beginning. He's also a single parent, and... He's, like, given up his career to, like, focus on parenting because he's such a good dad. And then I think he, before the story starts, had tried to ask her out and got turned down.
0: Yeah, but he's not a hot biker dude. Yeah, and he's also
1: a minority, so...
0: Is he? I didn't catch that at all.
1: So he's Hispanic. And so it's like, what's the difference between Adrian and Tyler? Oh, Tyler has such beautiful blue eyes, which are beautiful because they're blue. And
0: he has perfect wrist bones. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Man, this is a perfect segue to talk about Tyler, but I don't know if I'm done talking about Carly.
1: Um, we
0: didn't really explain her at all.
1: Okay, yeah, we should we should go back and talk about Carly. Should we just start over? <laughs> Try no, again. no,
0: I think that was all good. Um, so what, Carly? Carly's a single mother yeah who had a a tough life beforehand she got mixed up in a lot of stuff and she's turning over a new leaf for her and her son in this small texas town
1: yes she's been living out of her car she doesn't know her who her real dad is her mom died when she was young
0: which we find out she didn't or no she did but the rest of her family still exists, and she thought they yeah. didn't care about her.
1: Yeah, her, her evil stepdad who raised her was a shady, evil guy.
0: Was a con man, a confidence man.
1: Yeah. Um, And the father of her son took one look at their baby with his little flipper arm and ran away.
0: <laughs> so now she's turning her life around, and she has a lot of goals and hopes she wants to get her ged and get a job as a physical therapist her main goal is just to create a stable life for her and her son and a big part of that is she got this live-in nurse job with her pastor with her pastor
1: yeah um pastor john
0: and that's where the book takes place at this what are their last name
1: childress i think
0: Yeah, the Childress horse ranch where Mr. Childress just had a stroke and she's going to take care of him. And she gets to live there while she's also working on her GED. Uh, Her arc, she does not get her GED in the book. (laughs) I think you're supposed to assume it happens later. But she has all these goals and she doesn't achieve any of them as the arc of the story. She She does meet her family but it happens off-camera, and it doesn't change anything. She doesn't get her GED. She she creates a stable life for her son, but not by any of her doing. Oh, well... She's unchanged from the beginning to the end of the book. <laughs> well,
1: she confronts her stepfather.
0: She does confront her stepfather. She
1: stands up to him.
0: But even then... It's supposed to be that she gained some confidence and was able to do things herself. But right after that, she's completely dependent on everyone again.
1: Um, she does learn how to bake cookies.
0: <laughs> Her main arc is the struggle of baking cookies.
1: Um, that takes up a lot of this book.
0: That takes up more of the book than any of the things that would actually make a book.
1: She can basically only cook ramen, and now she's trying to follow a cookie recipe. She falls into the beginner's trap of mixing up baking soda and baking powder. Classic. But after that, I don't know how many times you can mess up cookies when you're just following an existing recipe. Yeah,
0: and also, who (laughs) cares? It doesn't symbolize any growth to the character or have any metaphorical... There's no metaphor to God or the devil or anything in it. She doesn't do anything. The book just happens to her.
1: Um. Well, do you want to talk about Bryce?
0: Yeah. We had a nice segue, but then we, keep, we kept talking again. Mm-hmm. Bryce is her son who has a deformed arm. I think it's only to the elbow, and then it has kind of like a lobster claw
1: a flipper a little flipper he has his little hand yeah
0: they grab stuff with
1: oh yeah i forgot
0: (laughs) and he's just an annoying little kid yep maybe the the bryce parts are a little bit embarrassing but i've i've read way worse written children than bryce he's he's fine just a little stereotypical, maybe.
1: Yeah. um, He likes Tyler. He likes the horses.
0: You would think that he would have some sort of arc also. Because there's the whole thing with... He gets made fun of at the new school for having a weird arm. Yeah. And then... Wait.
1: The Christmas pageant where the rule is you have to hold your candle with two hands. And he can't.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a big thing where you know, he gets to be in the pageant and he gets to carry, he carries with one arm or something. They tell him he can be the leader. And so it's like, oh, Bryce is going to learn some stuff. But then that also happens off camera. Bryce's big moment happens somewhere else and then We they hear come about back it later. And they don't even tell you that much about it later. It's uh, like, oh yeah, Bryce was in the front.
1: But, yeah. Well... He
0: doesn't gain any confidence... Yeah. It's just frustrating to me when you tell a story, you set up all these big moments. You have to actually describe those big moments. We have to we can't get the payoff in just by mentioning them. We got to experience Bryce <laughs> leading the the candles.
1: Yeah, that probably would have been more effective for for his story arc, but
0: The basic formula is you set up a thing to happen or a problem and then a person goes through the problem. You can't just (laughs) do the beginning and the aftermath. I think his wish was the Texas Christmas wish. Was that to have a dad?
1: No, it was to have a horse. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) But, um... Which of these characters do you want to talk about
0: next? Uh, We should probably. We've mentioned Tyler a lot of times. We should probably talk about Tyler.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about Tyler.
0: Tyler's the sexy. He's not a biker dude, but he's basically a biker dude. He's a
1: cowboy.
0: He's a sexy cowboy.
1: (laughs) But he has. He's fought with his father his whole life.
0: Maybe if someone says "sexy guy," I just can't imagine a cowboy, and it always turns into a biker dude in my brain.
1: (laughs) Um, and his his mom and sister died tragically. Uh,
0: and he doesn't know how to deal with it, so he runs away from home.
1: He's a pilot. He goes flies around in a little plane. I guess. Um, I
0: think he flies around in a little plane for fun, but he's also just a commercial pilot.
1: Oh, okay.
0: As his main job.
1: He's got a reputation in this very small town of being like a bad boy, but he's really just misunderstood.
0: (laughs) Um, And so his his whole arc is supposed to be he doesn't want to stay home because he has a life outside of this town now. And he doesn't want to live in the home because it reminds him of his dead mom and sister. And then also, he doesn't want to settle down with a woman because he's had bad experiences dating before.
1: Was the bad experience with dating just that one girlfriend that's mentioned?
0: I think he had other girlfriends that were just in in it for the money. Oh. Because his family's rich.
1: Um.
0: Which the book says Carly's not, but she gets with Tyler and now her problems are solved because she's rich. (laughs) She's not in it for the money, but it also solved all her problems as a very poor person struggling to raise a child. Uh. So it seems like maybe she was in it for the money. (laughs) Uh his is the saddest too, because I don't really want to talk about the whole God part of the book very much because it'd just be me talking about how much I hate God the whole time. but the it talks a lot about God's plan for Tyler, and it seems like he has all these hopes and dreams outside of the town, but Tyler's but God's plan is Tyler has to give up on those and stay in his parents' house and get married and raise this kid.
1: The way God intended.
0: Yeah. Um, and in the end, he just turns turns a 180 and gets satisfaction out of uh, being a homemaker all of a sudden.
1: I think that the implication was that he was running away to be a pilot, not because that's really what he wanted to do. It wasn't all about his, you know, having a life outside of that. It was more like he was afraid to like reconnect with his father or something. Or...
0: Yeah, he he gets over the death of his oh, mom and his sister. Wait,
1: and it wasn't it wasn't just the death of his mom and his sister. I guess he did a dumb thing as a kid, and he injured his favorite horse, and that was like more traumatic to him than his mom and sister dying. But
0: also, his way of dealing with it is just to never. The horse is still alive, and just never visit the horse again. Like it's imagine, too imagine you step on your dog's tail, and you're like, oh no! I can't believe I've done this. I'm never going to visit my dog again. I'll lock them away <gasps> in a shed. It's too horrible. Oh no! That's way sadder for the dog. Yeah. Than just stepping on his tail.
1: So, I guess his arc is he he comes back, and he says that he's sorry to his horse. He confronts his horse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe if any of that had happened, we do switch to Tyler's perspective a lot, but it's always just his feelings about Carly. Maybe if we had experienced his change or him confronting the horse or whatever, it would have been better. It's very thin on Tyler's character other than the fact that he likes Carly.
1: But did we mention that he has beautiful blue eyes? <laughs> And a manly smell.
0: <laughs> Do we need to talk about any of the other characters?
1: Uh, we can talk about Dub.
0: He's the guy who had the stroke.
1: Tyler's dad. He had a stroke. Now he has a porky pig stutter.
0: Oh, you know what's dumb? What? is. I think Tyler's arc with his horse is fine, but there is the the competition between him and his dad. Not competition, they just have a lot of problems with each other, Mm -hmm. and they need to get over them, and that was a big part of the book. Yeah? Because they're so similar, because they're both so stubborn, and, you know, their their family died, a bunch of people in their family died. But they never actually get over their problems. What happens is Tyler almost dies in a plane crash, and then he and Dub hug, because Dub thought his son was dead. (laughs) And then it's just all better they didn't actually resolve any of the problems between them
1: (laughs) well they
0: maybe tyler almost dying put things into perspective for dub but if so the book didn't say so
1: stay tuned for the sequel where all the conflicts are actually resolved
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe carla get a gd
1: um well who else Uh, there's john the pastor he's the one he's the dead sister's husband
0: who's now remarrying and tyler's upset about that but then later decides he's okay with it
1: um and he's the one that got carly the job here oh yeah dub also tries to cut tyler out of the will and leave everything to john and john's kids
0: does he even put tyler back in the will not in the book
1: (laughs) (laughs) also stay tuned for the sequel (laughs) I don't know those are the main characters yeah Uh, should
0: we talk about the book
1: well should we talk about any of the side characters we talked about Adrian should we talk about Anthony no we talked about the book
0: so (laughs) the things that actually happen in the book nothing not really, not much happens.
1: I don't know. Three, five chapters of just driving to the house and moving into the house. We have to put our clothes in the dresser.
0: Yeah, I thought this book was going to all take place over one day. <laughs> when we started reading With it. With
1: how slow it was going. Like, oh, which room are we going to take? Can we take this room? Oh, I don't know. That was my dead sister's room.
0: But then it... It just, it jumps, it leaps forward weeks at a time, and then you get a bunch of little stories within a day, and then it'll jump forward again to another day. And usually in those jump forwards is when the big moments happen, like Carly meets her family, or Bryce carries the candle. Um. Or Thanksgiving happens.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The scale of the book is like three months. Uh, But so... Right from the beginning, it's one of those love at first sight books. And I don't know if there are other romances. This is, I haven't read a lot of romances. So I don't want to say this is like all of them.
1: No, this is like the one that we've read now.
0: (laughs) The problem I have with romances is very at the forefront in this book. Is that the two characters meet and they're immediately in love. And then... Well, he smells so good. Rather than a romance building between them, it's the breaking down of their inhibitions until they finally just kiss and fuck. Well, kiss and do it.
1: <laughs> uh, That also doesn't happen in the book. Maybe it's in the sequel.
0: No. Which makes it especially uh, unexciting. But I'm just not interested... I I believe love and first sight happens for some people, but all that happened was these people were attracted to each other. You could have a story where two people are attracted, then they bang, and then they hang out with each other and love blossoms between them. Like Tesseract.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: just a better romance than this book. (laughs) And that romance was like over 30 pages and it was longer and better than this one. And that book also managed to have alien wars, time travel, uh, big space opera <laughs> themes and stuff. It's just that on page one, they fall in love. And then it's 300 pages of listening to them pine for the other person and how describe how great they are. And then on page 325, when the book ends, they get married.
1: Well, it also has the misunderstanding scene where tyler tells his dad he doesn't want to marry carly because he doesn't even find her attractive <laughs> she's ugly and he doesn't trust her because she's poor and what if she steals things from the house and and she's standing right behind him and here's all of that but he just said it to his dad for no reason because he actually does find her attractive and what a misunderstanding! Yeah, well,
0: it's like when I would tell my mom that every girl I was with was a lesbian, so she'd get off my back. <laughs> it works really well. But I would, I would be interest. I would like a romance if it was about the building romance between two characters because that's an interesting and complex subject. You can write a lot about that, but it never seems to be that, and it doesn't doesn't titillate me for two people to to get closer and closer to touching their lips together when they already are so in love with and so in love with each other and perfect for each other.
1: The final like climax of this like cuz they don't ever bang in this book,
0: which is also silly. I mean, I know it's a god book and stuff, but Carly lived a full life before this. As like one of the dregs of society. I don't think she's a stranger to one night stands.
1: She's not gonna do that anymore. She's decided.
0: It really (sighs) would have been a lot better.
1: But they're the final kiss that they do, Tyler's mouth is full of sugar cookies that she baked. Yeah,
0: that was so gross. (laughs) Oh my god. She finally makes the cookies. They're perfect. They taste just Tyler like... And Tyler eats it, and then they immediately kiss they a mouth full of, like, half-chewed cookies. And
1: she, like, tastes the cookies oh, from God. his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really gross.
0: That's the worst thing. So the only thing other than that that happens, other than the romance...
1: Well, there was, like, a horse ride which was like 10 chapters long, but I can barely remember. I think that's where, uh, oh, because Bryce wants to go on a horse ride, but it's a big deal because he's got a flipper for an arm.
0: That seemed ridiculous. Riding a horse is kind of like riding a car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do a bunch of other stuff, but if you're just a kid on a trail with some other instructors and stuff you just sit on the horse and the horse does it for you
1: yeah they give him a real easy horse and uh this horse ride took so long what even happened nothing
0: they found the christmas trees that he used to cut with his sister and then he decides to take his right 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 nieces
1: they're gonna do christmas together which
0: happens off camera that's right. It's a big thing where he needs to reconnect with his dead sister's children. Because <laughs> he can't deal with it. Yeah. So he's going to go take them to cut down a tree and bond with them. Uh, we'll and then do that it, later. Yeah, And it just happens and then it's over and you never hear anything about okay, it. Oh yeah,
1: remember that time we cut down that tree together as <laughs> the, the, a family? The tree's
0: just in the living room.
1: Um. Okay, well, I guess we can talk about the murder attempt.
0: Um. I think there was hold on i think there's like one or two more things i wanted to say i was gonna say this book might be just a first draft it seems like there's a lot of structure or outline and the the author has a, a bunch of little vignettes that she wants to happen in the book that were supposed to be speckled through like speckled through a book twice or three times as long as this one
1: she has all the vignettes that she pinned in her Pinterest.
0: Yeah. So I just imagine this was the first draft or even an outline with parts she had decided on. Because there's there's the few romance scenes and the cookie arc that she thought was really important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just the the way it goes from vignette to few days vignette. It seemed a little bit to me like... I don't know. I wrote essays like that before. <laughs> yeah. Where I there were the parts I knew I wanted and then I'll just fill in the rest later right before it's due.
1: Maybe she had a deadline.
0: It definitely wasn't edited. There's a ton of typos. Oh yeah. But they're the they're the typos where it's just the wrong word.
1: So spell check didn't catch it. I think that all those mistakes got translated into the Kindle version as well. <laughs>
0: And this is the larger print version. They had a smaller print version to notice these (laughs) problems.
1: Uh, Well, you want to talk about the murder attempt?
0: Murder.
1: Carly's dark past that is hinted at throughout most of the book. Um, There's something bad that her stepdad did that makes her feel dirty. We don't know what it is. But I was just kind of dreading the big reveal. But it turned out he was a con man who would make up sad stories and say, Oh, Carly has cancer. Can you give us some money? Things like that.
0: Yeah, he's just the Nicolas Cage character in Matchstick Men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, he somehow finds Carly again and he just sees bryce as like his meal ticket since he's already such a charity case with his flipper and uh
0: when anthony came in the book i got really excited because i thought there would actually be a plot I like, oh oh it's happening this this whole first 150 pages all set up for this you know this plot and i also got really excited because the way they first described him was definitely supposed to kind of look like the devil where he's like Ooh, in a nice black suit yeah. and he had a mustache and he was they I think they even said devilishly handsome.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And I thought how great would it be if her dad was just the devil? <laughs> it could have gone into magical realism or something where she was born of evil or something, or it didn't even have to be literal in the book, but he could metaphorically be the devil and was trying to influence this, you know, Tyler, the the white god, <laughs> and stuff. I, don't, uh, I got excited that something n- interesting might happen.
1: There, nothing like that. The extent of her faith is like, uh, God has a plan.
0: Yeah, they they say God has a plan a lot, and they thank God or ask him for strength, but for a religious book very little religious symbolism or reference to uh religious stories or anything they literally reference parts in in the bible but i expected it to have you know be a metaphor for something
1: you know what else they literally reference just i think she put together like a christmas playlist and just list the names like of all the songs. So like, in the middle of a paragraph, it'll just say, I'll be home for Christmas, started playing on the radio. And every time the background song changes, it says what song starts playing next.
0: <laughs> Does she have the playlist on her Pinterest? Are you supposed to listen to it?
1: If it's there, I didn't see it. But, I mean, you could play all the songs as it says them in the book. It was weird
0: that everyone sang along. (laughs) It's like Die Hard, where everyone's really into Christmas music, and it's kind of (laughs) weird. I guess if you're super Christian, maybe Christmas music is better.
1: Okay, so, the murder attempt. Most of it, we don't even really get to see either. But, Tyler takes Carly for a little... A little plane ride, but it turns out Anthony cut their fuel line. Uh, then Tyler does an emergency landing, and Carly manages to remain calm, and they survive.
0: And that's when Deb and Tyler hug. Um, that's the only real event. Even most actions, they just talk about them just happening or are about to happen. Other than making the cookies, crashing her car, and the plane crashing, very few things happen while you're reading.
1: Well, even after this whole thing, Anthony feels bad about cutting the fuel line and turns himself into the police and confesses his whole plan to trying to kill Carly so he could steal Bryce. Um... We don't see the confession. We just hear about it later.
0: Mm -hmm. And she doesn't visit him or have a big confrontation, really.
1: No, he just... Okay, well, now he's going to jail. That was that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get to the end.
0: Well, we already talked about the cookie kiss, which was the big moment.
1: Yes bryce gets his horse yeah uh, what is a
0: baby horse called a foal yeah a foal is born
1: oh yeah they all witness a horse birth is that the symbolism (laughs) (laughs) uh i think bryce's christmas wish was that it would snow yeah that's what i was gonna say it snows and then tyler proposes to carly
0: yes i wanted to talk about the whole marriage thing go for it i mean i'm sure you do too um, I got really. This really offended me. <laughs> we nearly spit tea all over the microphone. Continue. In the back of the book, Jolene Navarro dedicates this. Jolene works with at-risk youth, and she dedicates this book to at-risk youth, and says the Carly character is very similar to these at-risk youth, and she wants to show them a, a strong character, or no, she doesn't want to show, that. Um, she wants to show the world how strong these single teen mothers are, and all these people struggling in poverty, but throughout the book, Carly does very little of her own will, and has to ask everyone for help, and that's a big thing, like God always saying it's okay to ask for help, which, yeah, sure, but she should do some things, and it talks about how she's doing, working on her GED and wants to get this job to support her child. But in the end, the way she solves her problems is marrying into a rich family. The way God provides for Carly is a like an old wealth family who own a ton of land in Texas for her to marry into. Instead of her getting her GED and getting a job... And doing her thing and then maybe marrying someone it just what does it, that say to these at-risk yeah youth?
1: yeah um
0: it i was fine with it was just a little lame until that end thing where she talks about all the at-risk youth she works with and it made me really upset well like you you can't god has already chosen the people who will be successful They are the wealthy, land-owning white people, and you can marry in with them, or you can be poor.
1: Uh, Yeah, that, I mean, that is, like, the stronger message of this book, but I was gonna say, um, okay, well, I wanted to say, like, who this book was for, because it's clearly targeted at, I think that type of person um and i think there was a lot in the book that was kind of super like there was a lot of stuff in the book that kind of stood out as being different from the rest of the plot where it was almost like an aside which seemed like things that were directly like here's a tip for someone reading this book which were things like um (laughs) like Carly sits down and creates a checklist and it goes over like how she creates checklists to kind of keep track of the things that she needs to do and here's how I make this checklist and then it's she has a moment where it's like okay at the end of the day I'm gonna reflect on what I did today and then I'm going to think about the next steps to reach my goals. There's just kind of like these weird sections where it's totally separate from the story, has nothing to do with anything, but here's how to work on your goals. Like something like that. Mm-hmm. I think those parts were directed directly towards someone who might need that kind of help.
0: But. And for for a good portion of this book, I did actually like Carly as a character, and was just thought her pining for Tyler was an annoying part of this romance story. Um, and what did I write? I wrote this down pretty early, um, and later changed my mind how I felt about it. But I said that Carly doesn't really fit in with all these people. And maybe she doesn't want to fit in. She's just looking for security and stability, which old wealth obviously can provide Mm -hmm. and i was suggesting that maybe carly was uh, too big of a character for this author to handle well enough they they thought of a good character but then wouldn't let the character they thought of a good character but then forced it into this story that didn't fit them but later i i changed my feelings (laughs) on that but in the beginning uh yeah. In the end, despite all of that stuff, the solution to the problem is just marry a rich person. Which a I, I sexy mean that's
1: a rich person, Sean, with beautiful blue eyes.
0: I mean that's kinda what I did, so I can't really <laughs> falter, but
1: Um Do you have any other thoughts?
0: No, I I just wanted to express that The marriage and specifically the part at the end seemed kind of patronizing and i don't know upset me more than many of these other books have
1: um i just wanted to add that i feel like i'm probably gonna keep using this as a reference point this book was written very similarly to probability man (laughs)
0: We really started with a good one, didn't we?
1: (laughs) The writing style is so much of like inner monologues and like inner monologues of people doubting themselves and asking rhetorical questions, which it was throughout both books and where we get 10 chapters and nothing happens. (laughs) Also, the scene where carly makes it out of the plane crash she's just like so happy to be alive and you know cherishing everything that she has it's kind of how i felt when i finished this book (laughs) like i was just so happy to move on to read anything else besides this book
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm loving the not world (laughs) but i don't know if that's coming off of this book or not
1: um, oh, any quotes from the
0: book? Yeah, I did have two quotes. I was, I was hoping to read some steamy scenes, which is why I started writing quotes. Until I realized there weren't going to be any. <laughs> yeah. So the two, the only two I kept were from near the beginning. Uh, the first one is near when Carly first meets Tyler, and she's thinking this to herself: "Stop trying to smell him." <laughs> And then the other one was uh, her noticing how sexy his hands are. Even his hands were perfect. Long fingers, the bones at his wrist protruding.
1: Gross!
0: That's actually how the sentence ends, too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I I imagine like an old man claw.
1: I imagine the bones protruding like through the skin. Did you have it? No. There was a funny page break that kind of broke up this sentence. So it said, your father and you buttheads, because you're so stubborn.
0: <laughs> you kind of already did yours, but do you want to talk more about who you think this book is for? Um. 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 <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, I was going to add to what you said. There's also a lot about, they say it all the goddamn time, um, about asking for help or it's okay to ask for help. And maybe that was also directed at those at-risk youth also.
1: Yeah. There was a lot in here that was kind of like a... self-help book but then they wrap it in this like sexy cowboy story to get people to read it (laughs) that's pretty much it
0: well i was gonna say i thought this book was for kind of the opposite of that would be the the sort of lonely housewife i didn't even imagine she was single but someone who wanted to you know wear a, a strong single mother with a child could be inspirational or confirm their their beliefs about things.
1: About God having a plan and everything yeah. will work out. Or, I mean, someone who just wants to read a story about a sexy cowboy with a happy ending.
0: But not too spicy. No. Just a little bit of salt on my cowboy. <laughs> well, that's it for a Texas Christmas wish. We weren't sure how long this was going to be. Cause I don't, we didn't really want to talk very much about it, but I think it is, we did get kind of long. We also planned to do a fun holiday activity. So we'll do that too. This will just be a long episode. Um...
1: So, we got some Christmas gifts for the characters of these horrible books we've read.
0: Not all of them were horrible.
1: Okay. Should I say that again? No.
0: (laughs) Did I stutter?
1: (laughs) Okay, well...
0: (laughs) Should we do each book? Go back Um, and forth for each book?
1: Sure. Um, Okay, so... I got a couple things for Spingarn... Uh, from Probability Man. So, (laughs) sorry. Uh, I got him some hoof and horn hand cream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought he might need for his horns and hooves. And a cassette tape to auxiliary adapter for his memory cassette hole. Um, play some tunes
0: mm-hmm
1: okay <laughs> well, what about you uh
0: i got Spingarn Cole because <laughs> he's bad
1: <laughs> yeah uh
0: i also got ethel a book i got her um chicken soup for the teenage soul <laughs> figured it would help her with a lot of her
1: her emotional problems
0: yeah, her lack of self-esteem.
1: You can start with her pro or for Hobgoblin.
0: No, I think you should. Okay. You should be first. You're the first gift giver. I think you put way more thought into your no, gifts.
1: well, not for these. Okay, <gasps> um, for Scott and Valerie from Hobgoblin, I figured they could probably use some better board games, especially now <laughs> that they've really outgrown Hobgoblin. Um, but I thought Valerie might like dream phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just call some sexy boys mm-hmm. and they don't try to kill you with a sword. Because it's through the phone. <laughs> uh, I don't actually have one for Scott, though.
0: So. Oh, okay. I got Scott something. Oh, good. I got him a book. Yeah. It's a chicken soup for the teenage soul. (laughs) I think it really helped them out, you know, fitting in in high school. Yeah. I didn't get anything for Valerie, but I did get Barbara something.
1: Oh, what'd you get for Barbara?
0: I got Barbara a gun.
1: (laughs) That would have helped a lot.
0: (laughs) Figured a single mom living in rural texas or wherever the fuck they were
1: like michigan or something close <laughs> um
0: maybe she would feel safer
1: i had her time with mark and allison from tesseract because what do you get the couple that has everything,
0: everything.
1: from every possible timeline and dimension So, I just got them a coupon for a class on valuing your estate and writing a will when you know the exact time and date of your own (laughs) death, and some monkey toys for Elmo.
0: Did you say what kind of toys, or just monkey toys?
1: (laughs) Monkey toys. Okay. What do monkeys even (laughs) play with? Poop. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Um, Um, Okay. Well, I got Mark a book. It's Chicken Soup for the Teenage <laughs> Soul. <laughs> yeah. I also got Allison a book.
1: Oh, what'd you get for This Allison? one's not
0: Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. It is Jane Brody's Guide to the Great Beyond, a practical primer to help you and your loved ones prepare medically, legally, <laughs> and emotionally for the end of life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I also oh no that was it
1: i didn't get anything for harkins or anybody
0: i got some stuff for some of the characters in the different
1: okay uh, go for it what
0: was the name of that book next stop the stars yeah uh for lloyd harkins i got him a board game yeah it is mutant chronicles siege of the citadel (laughs) It's uh, it's kind of like I think it's made by the same people who make Warhammer, and it's kind of like uh, yep. a board game version. Well, that sounds
1: perfect.
0: I also got him a gun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: I got something for Kenan from the Songs of the Summer book.
1: Uh huh.
0: He was the sort of the main. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got him a book called Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. <laughs> <laughs> to help him fit in with people oh in his group. God. And I got something for Quellen. The
1: crime set guy.
0: Yeah. I got him a gun. Yep. Uh
1: Gift for every occasion. Yeah.
0: And I got for John Murchison, Murchison. The guy has a lot of anger yeah. issues. I got him chicken soup for the man's soul. <laughs>
1: Oh, I should have got him a shiny new crowbar um, uh,
0: and for Mr. Hallinan the warm man we didn't really talk about him very much so yeah. this gift m- might not make sense to listeners but I got him chicken soup for the teenagers <laughs> <school. laughs>
1: to help him relate to teenagers
0: <laughs> yeah there was a deal just get all my Christmas <laughs> shopping done in one go um this is a sport goods store that had a lot of guns and copies of chicken soup.
1: Well, I had a little bit of extra time, so for Carly, from this book... Oh,
0: gosh, I should have done that too.
1: I embroidered her a little napkin with a crucifix on it. It says, Jesus is the reason for the season.
0: <laughs> well, now that I think of it, chicken soup for the teenage soul probably would have helped a lot of the people in <laughs> this horse book. <laughs> yeah that's it happy holidays this is gonna come out super late mimi and i both got sick
1: and we've just been drowning in mucus for the past several weeks so
0: so just imagine it's holiday time and not (laughs) mid-january our our episode on the not world by thomas burnett swan is probably gonna come out pretty close to this yeah. I'm pretty close to being done with the book. So, look forward to that in like a week or a couple days. That's it. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Is that not a